0: This is the League of Leagues podcast, a fantasy football podcast, and I'm your host, Scott Alial. This is our fifth divisional breakdown within the divisional breakdown series. We venture to the NFC East, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, and the football team, formerly known as the Redskins. I'm joined by Buck Dog himself, Kevin Wallace, and Ian Donaldson, League of League members. Buck, Ian, and I are live in the studio, the studio today being Buck's Airbnb. Buck and Ian, you both took some heat during your interviews back, back earlier this summer for specific comments that were made. We're going to play a little game of justification or redemption for those comments. Ian, I'm going to start with you. You made your bold prediction, and each one of us had a bold prediction, but yours, you know, maybe not so bold. You called Patrick Mahomes being the number one QB in fantasy football, and to quote Dodgeball, well, that's bold cotton, right? Taking the number one or number two and calling him being the number one or number two at the end of the season. Justification or redemption?
1: I'm going to go with justification. Uh, I think he's going to be so much better than the next step down that he's worth taking early enough to make it work. And the positional advantage of having him on your roster. So
0: how early? I almost don't want to tell you all. Well, you got to share the, right. uh, the knowledge. Drop the Third knowledge Okay. Another bold prediction. Taking Patrick Mahomes where ADP has him scheduled. I think I might have <laughs> heard, heard him say it a lot earlier than that
2: last time we talked. I don't know. I might have heard him say We'll it. see how that I plays out remember. during the draft.
0: <laughs> All right, Buck, enough, enough laughing. We're going to put you on the spot too. So during your interview, you talked about your credentials and having a 40% trophy rate. All of us looked back on the trophy for the League of Leagues, and we couldn't find Buck Wallace or Kevin Wallace or any other alias that has Wallace next to it. <laughs> so redemption or justification for the 40% trophy rate comment?
2: Uh, well, I guess I'm going to go justification as well. Um, So for those that actually play fantasy football quite a bit, apparently you you don't, um, given that comment, Uh, Yahoo has trophies for some reason that track, you know, how you do in your performance. And if you go to my profile, it says I've got first, second or third in 40% of the leagues I participated in.
0: So that's the the nature of that stat. Would you say that's close to a participation trophy for a seven-year-old soccer team? (laughs) I would not. I would not.
2: That's a, that's a fair point. I would not. And I'll tell you why. The reason it's not is because generally, and I'm assuming that people play for money out there listening to this thing, you get paid for those spots. So I'm taking that as a sign that I'm legitimate enough to get money back from the uh, buy-in 40% of the time.
0: Hey, Buck, how many leagues do you play in? Uh, that's a great question, Ian. <laughs> yeah well we're gonna end this session now and move on to something else and get really into the details here leave this guy <laughs> come on so all right in all seriousness i was at the pool a couple weekends ago and i was thinking about kenny galladay alan robinson and mike evans i was by myself at the pool and that's just kind of what i do i think about fantasy football players call Are it you sad wearing a speedo at the time no well, no yourself Nope. Or? no speedo no speedo um and I was thinking it would be a really tough decision to have to pick amongst those guys. So I was wondering how the fantasy community would feel about that. I posted to the Facebook group and there's about 6,000 members. We got a pretty big market share of votes on those players. 65% chose Mike Evans. About 30-ish percent chose Kenny Galladay. And the remaining chose Alan Robinson. Um, are you guys surprised by that? Buck, let's start with you. Go to you. All right, I'll jump in on this. Uh,
1: I feel like Evans is the number two receiver. Godwin's going to get more balls than he is. I'm all about Kenny Galladay. I, I, I'm also a Lions fan. I'm wearing a Lions hat right now. Um, I'm all about him. He led the league in touchdowns. He had, like I said in the past, he had a second or third string quarterback thrown to him for half the season. Led the league in touchdowns. He's a big play David Blow, right? Was that his name? David Blow? Yep. So, in my opinion, I would go, and I don't want anything to do with the Bears offense, so I'm gonna go Galladay
0: Evans. So here's how I was thinking about it, and here's why it was challenging for me. You have Mike Evans, new quarterback. You're not quite sure how exactly that offense is going to look. I mean, he was arguably, even though he was a number 12 receiver last season, he was the second receiver on his own team. You have Kenny Galladay, who was reliant on the big play. You make a good point, Ian, about having the backup quarterback there for a while. Um, even when he was playing with Marvin Jones, though, he wasn't the type of guy that got a whole lot of volume in terms of targets and catches. Maybe that changes this year with Matt Stafford scheduled to be a full-time starter. We'll see if he actually gets gets through 16 games. It is very much a question mark, too. And then Allen Robinson, so he had over 90 catches. I think He had 98 catches, 140 targets. And the reason why it was challenging for me, I agree with you on the comment about the Bears – I don't see the quarterback play getting worse than it was last season. I don't know how it possibly can get worse. You have two quarterbacks now. They're not great. I'm not going to say they're great. I'm not going to say they're good. But they will push each other to where the better player ends up getting the start. So I think that at a minimum, the target should still be there. Taylor Gabriel's not on the Bears anymore, right? So it's really Anthony Miller, Tariq Cohen, and Allen Robinson getting the target. Alan Robinson being the supreme player by far. Um, so for me I was a little bit surprised I was very surprised that it was so overwhelmingly in the opposite direction cuz I have Robinson then Galladay then Evans uh, Buck, I'm going to give you one more chance to Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well I think you're comparing I think it's not a it's not
2: a question of whether Robinson's going to be a good player in fantasy, right? It's not a good, it's not a question of whether he's a good receiver. It's a question of who you're stacking him up against. I mean you're talking about two of the most talented receivers in the league, right? Galladay has clearly proven himself as being a top-tier fucking talent. Like, he's a top-five guy, I think. I think he could put in there right now. And when Stafford was in, the volume was there, too. That's the other thing. When Blow was in, the volume went down because the guy literally couldn't even throw the ball. When you have a deep target, you have to have a guy with the ability to throw the ball. Stafford has done that his entire career, Calvin Johnson. So Galladay is basically Calvin Johnson time, you know, part two. Right. So how do you rank those three players? I'm going Galladay, Evans, and Rob. A Rob. Okay. But I do think there's a gap. I think there's a gap between Galladay, Evans, and A Rob.
0: A Rob being further down list and not because of him, because of the quarterback. Okay. Interesting. Well, that surveys out there. Well there'll be more to come. I put one up recently on um whether you should take Kenyon Drake or Nick Chubb, and right now even split 50-50. We'll talk about that in our future episode. Let's get into the NFC East. Ready to do some unpacking, guys? Sure. All right. We're going to start off. I can't say the team's name anymore because it doesn't exist, so we're going to call them what they are. The football team, they have an over-under in terms of Vegas odds of five total wins. Buck, let's start with you. Are you going over or under five wins for the football team, formerly the Washington Redskins? It's really tough to bet an under on five,
2: so I gotta, I'm going to go push. It's, it's, they're really, really bad, but it's tough to bet a team to go four and 12 or worse. So I'm going to go push, but man, I would not want to put any dollars on that at all because <laughs> like, they're really, really be- lacking talent in a lot of areas. Ian, what about you? I put them at four, and
1: uh, I think they're going to be better than they were last year statistically. But this whole division drew the NFC West. So they're playing, and I feel like the NFC West is probably going to beat every single one of these. I mean, the
0: Redskins can't beat any one of those teams.
1: I don't think the Redskins are going to beat any one of those teams. And then also, you put the Redskins against in their own division. I don't see them winning many of those. So you're already looking at, like, it's tough. Yeah, and how many, many games so, would they be favored in? Like
2: maybe two, I'd, maybe in their schedule. Like, like I, I, mean, I was looking at it and I was like, man, I almost was like the favor
1: I was honestly giving them a couple wins just because yeah. I felt like I felt like I was ripping them off, giving them four. But but if you think about it, if you face the Cowboys twice, the Eagles twice, and I think the Giants are going to be improved.
2: Yeah, and so their right, own division
1: right? is going to beat them up, and then you also get to go out and play. San Francisco, Seattle, up an improved Arizona, and the Rams were in the Super Bowl like twenty minutes ago. Yeah, so I just you just look at it and like it's even if they look better on paper and you know just all in all are a better team,
0: the wins might be hard to come upon. Yeah, so the potential wins according to the schedule, just going off of paper here, um, in terms of teams that were under five hundred last year. At Cleveland, that's earlier in the season. They play the Giants twice, as you mentioned, but I agree the Giants have improved significantly over Washington. They play the Lions. <laughs> and they and play. <laughs> and they play Cincinnati and Carolina. Those are arguably their most winnable, those are games, the winnable games. So maybe those are the four. Would they be favored in those games? I don't I don't know, think fans. they're favored in any of them. So I have them slated as under. I have them. As a two and fourteen team, just wow. because it's very difficult to win uh, or to lose more than fourteen games in the NFL. Would you buy
2: though? Would you buy those games and get odds and make a bet on that? Like, would you feel confident in making a bet that they would go two and fourteen and move that line down? Oh, I don't know. I would
0: have to check the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. I feel good out. about it. I, mean, I feel good about them going under the five. Yeah. yeah. So Daniel Snyder's already being pushed by ownership to sell the team. <clears throat> team doesn't have a name. Darius Geis has the off-field issues. Dwayne Haskins wasn't even drafted by this coaching staff. So he's probably going to be put out there to see what they have. But according to last year, he doesn't have much. And we're going to get into the players here in in a second. I think there's only one guy on the entire team we're thinking about from a fantasy perspective.
2: McLaurin, obviously, right? It's got to be him. Haskins did improve at the end of the year, though.
0: So let's talk about that. Let's no, talk about he's Dwayne. He's a rookie. He was a yeah. rookie last year. So he, was you can't, you can't, he was not ready to
1: play. You can't shove a rookie out on a Washington team <clears throat> that early and think he's going to turn the world around. Yeah. Like, no I, matter what. like I mean, Peyton Manning his first year was a he was a, a mess. Yeah. But, you, but right. now you talk about Peyton Manning,
0: it's. So all right so i'm gonna direct sad. some questions at you guys in that respect because haskins is ecr 32 right now I don't know <laughs> the who the you would take haskins against. over oh oh okay sorry it took 10 minutes to get that question out but we got yeah, it yeah 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 we'll get it uh that answers that ian who would you take yeah. uh we i don't know confused one. me right there uh I don't, I don't, yeah. Mariota? <laughs> like, I, I don't have the an answer for You'd that. rather at, yeah. r- roster Haskins over who? Starting quarterback in the NFL. Name one quarterback that you would, um, you would draft Haskins over that quarterback. Uh, no. Zero. I, no, no. I can't. No. I can't. Yeah. Gardner Minshew? No, I like Gardner. Yeah. Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky combo?
1: I'd okay, rather,
0: that might be because I don't. even Okay, know who would you, it is. okay, let's say Mr. Okay, was I don't starting know who job. that is. Well, let's I'd let's rather go. have Mr. Trubisky than Dwayne Haskins. I think the
2: most interesting question though is like if it. You know, I might go Haskins over Mitchell. Whoever Bears starting quarterback is. Whoever, right? Either one. Which would which, which would you rather have? Whoever the Bears quarterback is versus Haskins, right? I'd have to. I'd, I'd I'd I Haskins. would go Haskins. Yeah, you go Haskins. I would go, I'd go, Haskins, I'd go, Haskins, I'd go
1: Haskins. Haskins
2: over Bears quarterback. I'd go Haskins too because I think there's still upside there. And like I said before, like, we know who Foles is. And Trubisky just looked completely lost. All
0: right, so the takeaway here for the audience is don't draft Dwayne Haskins or Alex Smith or whoever wins that starting quarterback job for the football team. Moving on to the running back position. <laughs> Quick reminder that we are sponsored by White Claw. Okay. Before reaching for your draft pick, reach for the claw. I should, you should have opened it right next to the phone, actually. <laughs> it's surprisingly easy to drink. <laughs> All right. So moving on to the running back position, you have Darius Geis. He's no longer on the team, released due to conduct detrimental to the team, detrimental to his life. You have now are left with Adrian Peterson, old-timer, kind of d- doesn't feel like he fits in with a team in transition. And Antonio Gibson, who's being talked about in the fantasy community more as a guy that – is a Tariq Cohen kind of player that's gonna get a lot of receptions. So no idea if there's even a running back worth rostering in fantasy for fantasy purposes. Um, Antonio Gibson's being drafted right around kind of the handcuff area of Chase Edmonds, Boston Scott, and Justin Jackson. Ian, do you have any interest in a Redskins slash football team running back for your fantasy team? Yes, I do, but
1: not early. It's, it's still too muddled. I'm not in on Adrian Peterson. Uh, I think he he was an amazing player, fun to watch, but he's getting a little old. A lot of old. Uh,
0: if you're faced with Adrian Peterson or some of those backups that I mentioned... I'm going backups. You're going for the upside on the backups? i the
1: upside. And so... I did watch some of these reels on uh, Antonio Gibson, and he looks, he looks like a he high right reel. He, he looks, looks amazing. <laughs> right? But okay. also, he's only had, like I think he's only had like 70 carries or something like that yeah. in college, and, 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 and was at Memphis, so he's not, even, he's not playing, you know, he's not in the SEC playing against the Alabamas or the LSUs. So he's,
0: his competition's not quite there, but he looked like a video game. So, ECR on AP and Antonio Gibson is 43 and 47, respectively. So, they're being, dra- they're being drafted right around each other. Buck. Uh, they and- also have love
1: out of Stanford.
0: They do have love. Yeah, and, um, that's a good
1: point. He missed all of last season with an injury. So, I don't know where he's at health-wise, but he looked good at Stanford. I remember watching him rip through my son doubles. He looks sick, too. And so, <laughs> yeah. if, he's, if he's healthy, he might be the wild card.
0: Yeah. Buck, commentary on the running back situation. That's a good point
2: by Ian on Bryce Love because when the, nobody gets buzz on, a, on that kind of roster, it kinda, it, sometimes that actually means something. Remember when, when Alfred Morris didn't get any buzz yeah, and exactly. then
0: he showed up in preseason? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, stomped exactly.
2: Exactly. That, he stomped good Ian has a good point there because he might actually show up and, and go off because, I don't know. But zero, we have no preseason, so zero, I have no idea what he looks like right now. But anyone that has zero comments on them... Like, I don't know, do you remember the, I'll bring up the Raiders, sorry. Um, the Raiders were on Hard Knocks. They did not show Josh Jacobs one time, not once. He was never on that show. And you saw what he did last year, right? So I think someone was zero volume, zero buzz about them. There might be something to that. So I, 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 I would actually target Bryce Love over the other two guys.
0: Interesting. Even Bryce Love looks like he does. Look oh, he's like that. a highlight film. But I think Love might be the guy that gets the bulk of the
2: carries there. Bryce oh.
0: Love sleeper pick. On to the wide receiver position, Terry McLaurin is probably the guy we're spending the most time talking about. He's ECR fifteen. He's climbing up the ADP charts. He was in the twenties now at fifteen, which is really high. He's being drafted around Juju Smith-Schuster, DJ Moore, and ahead of Calvin Ridley. I'm gonna start before asking you guys a question. Juju Smith-Schuster, DJ Moore, and Calvin Ridley, to me, are in a tier higher than Terry McLaurin solely because of the situation and not necessarily the player. I get that he may be peppered with targets for this team, but I'd rather have either any one of those guys over Terry McLaurin. But there's a lot of buzz around this player. Buck, let's start with you first on Terry McLaurin. Do you d- d- disagree or agree with me?
2: Yeah, I, <clears throat> I agree with you that he should, that's, that ranking is probably too high. Not about the player, it's about the situation. I don't necessarily agree with you that he's ahead of a guy like Ridley. I think they're probably pretty similar with other ranked. Um, Ridley's probably ranked too high as well. <laughs> so I'd probably drop them, you know, a good five or six spots down on that. But man, McLaurin's good. He was open a lot. And he was playing with bad quarterbacks who couldn't get him the ball. Not his fault, but that's just part of the receiver position, right? So I I agree with you, but I think I think if he's in that
0: same tier with Ridley, you got to drop both of them a little bit there. Ian, okay. are you McLovin McLaurin? I am McLovin McLaurin. I mean, they're going to be
1: chasing <clears throat> points. So, sometimes you get two touchdowns in the fourth quarter because you're down by 21 and you're chasing. Uh, but that's a, that's a steep price to pay. Yeah. Uh, Juju had a bad year
2: last <clears throat> year, but is back. So, like, it's... They mesh well, right? They seem to have an instant chemistry. Yeah. Right? Um, I, and so... Juju's uh, clearly
1: got to be... Who else sports. was in there? Kelvin Ridley? I mean, Kelvin Ridley's coming into his third year. That almost feels like you're rolling into the old... <clears throat> second receiver climbing to the first receiver. Yeah. Just like the Roddy White and Julio Jones... That's a good Jones analogy, yeah. ...goes to Julio Jones. And not that I think Julio Jones is slumping. They might... I mean, they're going to... Chuck it a ton, I think, and there are some talent to be thrown to in Atlanta. So I mean, there's just a lot of good value in wide receivers in that zone. I think, if I'm going yeah. to be honest with you, and so there's you, you're
0: asking me to rank them, but I think it's almost like so for the they're all good to take the the analysis of 2019. McLaurin had 900 yards, seven TDs as a rookie. He was wide receiver 29, so we haven't quite seen the ceiling yet. I don't know if we're going to see the ceiling this season. I do yeah. worry about. He teams. did get banged up a little bit, though. He wasn't yeah. in the full season, and that's
2: a and rookie year. I, yeah, that's a rookie year. It's great you know, season for a rookie. It's a great season for Just a rookie. Team. And you come into well. a
1: second year, and you also. Yeah. It's a second year. And a second year for the quarterback and the second year for the receiver. Like we're talking
2: about two rookies. Yeah. And he put up. They played together in college, which I imagine would help. I would. I would assume it would help, right? But he was. So the, did he was James the one. Washington and Mason Rudolph. But he was the one last year. You got to remember that too. He, he was. was the one last year, which is way more. Pro- I mean, he's facing top-tier talent. On the other end of the, on the other side of the field, and he still put up those numbers in his room. But record. you're
0: still not taking him over Juju and DJ. DJ More. DJ Moore. No, I'm not taking him over DJ Moore. Okay, so you're um, you are in agreement that you want to drink the Kool Aid, but not necessarily at this price the, point. Not at that level.
2: Okay, um, not at that level.
1: I think they're just all bunched together, and I'm they're probably all going to go bang, 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 bang. So to rank <clears> them is. You could rank them, but yeah. But I think they're just going to be a cluster of wide receivers that all go, yeah. In
2: almost, yeah, a handful like, of picks. I feel that's, like I'd rather have Juju, but
0: would I be mad if I got McLaurin? No. Let's bangity bang <laughs> down the depth chart of the running backs to Stephen Sims. He's the number two. Oh, I'm sorry, the wide receivers. Stephen Sims is ECR 78, and for the audience, that's expert consensus rankings. ECR, 78, is right around Josh Reynolds, Muhammad Sanu, and Kenny Stills. Ian, let's start with you. Nope. Pass? Pat. All those no. other guys no. over Stevenson? No,
1: I'm not. Okay. I'm Sounds not, like you guys I'm want to just move on from the top. I'm not chasing the
0: second wide receiver on the yeah. Washington football team. Yeah. Okay. Buck, are you chasing the tight end Jeremy Sprinkle or Logan <laughs> Thomas? <laughs> I am not.
2: No, I'm not. I am pretty solid at tight end in, my, in, in our league, and uh, – I would hope that I can find two better tight ends than Jeremy Sprinkle in any other league that I'm in. Tight end. We roster 10 of them in
1: our league, just,
0: Sprinkle's not one of them. Okay. Let me ask you guys a question. I just want you to answer in the one word of either I agree with option one or option two. Drafting fantasy football players on teams that you expect to be really bad. There's two different schools of thought. One is they're so bad that at some point during the season they just kind of mail it in and you don't really want to have any players tied to your team on a team like that. And thought process two is the team's so bad they're going to be behind and there's going to be garbage time, fantasy points to accumulate, especially at the wide receiver position. Ian, option one or option two? Option two. They'll
1: throw. like. These guys are playing for pride, too. They don't, they're not mailing it in, really. They're really. They're all, they're all trying to make a name for themselves. They're
0: all playing for future contracts, future jobs. Every day is a job interview for them, almost. Sounds like Ian had Blake Bortles on his fantasy team. Buck, option one or option two? I'm glad you brought that up because um, I'm going option one. But it's contextual, right? Why are they bad? Why
2: are they losing? That matters, right? If they're losing because their defense sucks...
0: Yeah, I'm going to go. With defense Ian all here day. could be good. The defense I'm going to go being all day on that. Defensive right? line on the on the football team could be pretty good.
2: It could. Be. It was last year actually.
0: Yeah, and they and they, and they the drafted teams. Chase Young. Yeah. Yeah. So Montez Sweat, Chase Young.
2: So if I'm no, if, if I'm going for though. if I'm going for bad team that is because the offense sucks. I'm not chasing that receiver. No way. If the team is bad because their defense is you know they're
0: awful. Right, So I'm in, <laughs> I'm in the camp of option one, and I don't want to have my fantasy team, especially at the price point of where Terry McClone is. I don't want to invest draft capital in, in a player that's on a team that's that bad. Let's move on to the New York Giants. New York Giants, their over-under win line is six. Ian, you going over or under six wins for the New York Giants?
1: When I looked at it, I put in at exactly six. So, I'm not over, not under, just exactly 6.
0: And is that due to scheduling or due to you don't think Daniel Jones is going to take the next step? Is it you don't believe in the defense? I I kind of just just looking at this
1: whole thing, like I, like the whole league entered this whole division drew the NFC West.
0: So, it's a scheduling issue. It's
1: a scheduling issue. Got it. Like okay. and I'll just they'll, they'll all play each other and like just looking at the schedule, I don't see him beating honestly anybody in the NFC West. And then you go through, and I don't—I see the Cowboys and Eagles finishing above them and being better. But I think that honestly, as a as a whole team, I think they'll be a better team.
2: But schedule is tough.
0: Buck over under six wins.
2: I'm actually going over. Um I think the. The analysis on schedules is tough in the NFL because teams change a lot each from year to year. And so when you evaluate how tough the teams are from, you know, the last year or previous seasons, sometimes you get, you get it wrong because there tends to be some fluctuation in, in, in actually how tough that game's going to be. And if you remember, like, you got to remember the Giants had a ridiculous number of injuries. Last year, yeah, they just had it a rough ridiculous last year. number of injuries. They had a rough last year, and you know, while the GM isn't all that good, I don't think he did invest a lot in the O line. And when you do that, and you have a guy like Barkley, that's they got to get better just for that reason alone. I really, I really do. So if Barkley stays healthy, Daniel Jones stays healthy, doesn't fumble the ball a
0: million times like he did last year, I. I'm going over. I, I think I think they're a better, they're a much better team than they showed last year. So I tend to agree mm. with your comments, Buck. I have them slated as six to ten six and ten as well. So I'm going with the mm. cop out answer that Ian went with, the, going with the push. Going with the push is boring. You can't just go with the push, but I'm going to go with the push too. And here's the reason but I why. He went under. No, he went. He went I went, push. I went, so, I went
1: straight six. He but, went straight but six. But you All can right. convince me to
0: seven. But so, like, it's <laughs> close. <laughs> it's like like. Tying this back to agreement with Buck's comments, I do believe that they will be a better team. But when I did my schedule analysis, I found myself trying to find wins for them because yes, of the – Yes, same th- exactly. Yeah, Scott. Yeah. I mean I, I, think, I think that brings up a bigger point though. It's, I think that's
2: tougher than we all might think. Going through game by game and saying they can win that, they can lose that. So,
0: they I do. Know, yeah, on the network work perfectly every year. What do you mean? <laughs>
1: right. We are completely winging it on this. Like, you don't I mean, know what a team's going to actually look like. But I don't... Year.
0: But it's...
2: Like, so, I think... You know, maybe this is just my opinion, but... Well, yeah, it is my opinion. But I think... Is doing it? it? Doing it... <laughs> doing it that way, I think, is problematic. Because a couple of those teams that we might slate as a loss... They're going to be wins because those teams are going to not be – really
1: As good as, as we good think as they, they are, they, and, and that's really totally are. totally true. Yeah.
0: All right. So for those of you that didn't pick up on that, that was Buck's opinion. <laughs> Moving on to <laughs> the fantasy players on the New York Giants. So, Ian, why don't we start with you? Daniel Jones is ECR 17. In 2019, he was the quarterback 24 as a rookie. He threw 24 TDs, and he had – Um, three rushing TDs as well. He's being drafted around Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, and Aaron Rodgers. Are you buying the Daniel Jones taking the next step and being fantasy relevant enough to be your backup quarterback or a potential super flex starter in your fantasy team? Okay, I'm not going to lie to you. I play one league only, and it's not super
1: flex. So (laughs) I've never even considered anything like that. So I don't even know how to calculate
0: that into my game strategy. Let me pose the question a different way to you then. We're in a COVID environment and you want to roster two quarterbacks and you're still playing in that one quarterback league. But because we're all worried about COVID and we think there's higher risk of players missing games, is Daniel Jones the quarterback that you want in that area? As your I backup? would be all right with him as
1: my number two. I, we're going to get into our wide, their wide receivers shortly.
0: But I think that if everybody is healthy – He's over got... who, though? Over Baker, Goff, and Rodgers? Over one mm. or two of them? I like him over Goff. I like him over mm. Baker.
1: Rodgers is Rodgers. I've just seen Rodgers destroy my lines too many times. So Rodgers <laughs> is one. And, uh, yeah, but I'm,
0: I guess, yeah, let's, let me slide him in right there. So, Buck Daniel Jones, when he got drafted, I saw the um, Twitter posts by the Giants fans. Some of them posted pictures of Kermit the Frog with looking at the nooses. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's what they were yeah. posting. Yeah. And one with Kermit the Frog looking like he was going to take a fork and put it into the um, electrical outlet. So, if you're a Giants fan, are you still posting those pictures? Or are you it's buying nice reference? By the way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kermit the Frog references. <laughs>
2: You might want to
0: be careful with some of these I'm not good enough already. to make make this
2: stuff up. I mean, so. You might want to be a little careful with that kind of reference, though. I'm just saying. Fuck your thoughts right, on I, I want to explain it on here, but I'll, I'll tell you later about why you might want to be careful about that one. But, right. uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the. So I have Giants friends as well, and they were all pissed, right? Not about. They're still alive, right? Not about the. Yeah, they're still. <laughs> they're still good point. We're getting dark here. I love it. This is great. <laughs> We're getting dark. Uh, <laughs> they were pissed about the pick. They weren't. They they weren't pissed about the player. They were pissed about where they took him. They felt yeah. like they could have traded down and still caught him, right? But I don't think they were necessarily down on the guy himself.
0: It was just about where he got taken.
2: And was I think being he comped
0: to Ryan Tannehill at the time. <clears throat> probably, probably. I think he's. By the way, it looks great as of half the yester last year.
2: Yeah, I think but.
0: he's. So
2: I think he's better than Tannehill at this point in his career because the guy knows how to play. Tannehill, I don't think, knew how to play quarterback when he got, when he got thrown. He was a wide line. receiver coming out. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I like him. Um, he fumbles the ball too much. <laughs> we'll say that. He, he, I think double-digit fumbles is, is just not acceptable when you didn't play a full slate. Um, but I would not mind having him in, in, a, in a super flex starting spot especially with that receiver core in Barkley. Do you
0: like him over the other names he's being drafted? Not
2: Not Rodgers. I think if Rodgers is really in that tier, that's ridiculous. Rodgers is elevated
0: above that. Rodgers' ECR is in the low to low teens. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't buy that at all. Well, the the numbers speak for it. Well, that's a lot different. different Rodgers is a playmaker. Well, you said Jones is 24, right? Jones was 24 last year. He's ECR 17 ECR 17. And Rodgers is around 13-14. Yeah,
2: I think I would say Jones is appropriately priced. Rodgers is
0: underpriced. Okay. Let's talk about Saquon Barkley. How about that? Saquon Barkley is the second player off the board, let alone the running backs. He's the second player off the board in almost all drafts. He's being drafted right next to Ezekiel Elliott. My personal thoughts is I like Ezekiel Elliott, the pick, more than I like Barkley. Barkley last year was a running back 10. He missed a little bit of time with injury. He had eight TDs, 1,200 yards. He's a beast. His rookie year, he crushed it. I had him on the team, and he just makes play after play. He catches balls. He gets a volume of carries. Uh, There's no reason not to like Saquon Barkley. Um, Ian, let's start with you. Are you even considering another player other than Barkley with your number two pick?
1: No. No. No, I'm Barkley at number
0: two. And now, when why? he's
1: healthy, he is phenomenal. I had him on my team last year, and it hurt when he got hurt. But once he got right, he
0: was amazing. Let me ask you this question. Because it's really Barkley and Elliott are right next to each other, right? Do you want the running back that's playing the Giants twice a year? Or do you want the running back that's playing the Cowboys twice a year? If I put it to you that way. I want Barkley. All right. Fair Simple. Enough. Simple. Buck, how about you? I actually
2: agree with Ian on this. I think the, the talent is just clearly superior to anyone else in the league, actually. Buck, like, honestly? Think I think he's the most talented. I most, actually think he's
1: more talented than Christian McCaffrey. Absolutely is. But no But just... There's no doubt he is. Just the system worked out where, yeah. where McCaffrey puts up the receiving points. But yeah. I think a, a talent yeah. runner... Level Barkley is he's got a one.
0: Would you consider Six taking slot? him at the one slot? I yes, would. I would. I would. Yes, I would. Do you have I the honest to Actually, do it? Yes, I will. I would. I will. Wow! If I end up
2: with that spot, I will. Okay, absolutely. I don't want to take. You know the one if that's spot. bolder
0: than probably each one of your individual mm-hmm. bold predictions. I'm proud of you guys today. Well, wait, what, wait! What? <laughs> I don't even remember
2: what was my bold prediction.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the wide receivers. Ian, I want to start with you because you alluded to the wide receivers as we were talking about Daniel Jones. So instead of going through them individually, let's talk about them as a package because I'm not quite sure I know who the number one wide receiver is for the Giants. You have Sterling Shepard at ECR 41. You have Golden Tate at ECR 53. And you have Darius Slayton at ECR 38. Ian, what were the... Wait, give me the numbers. What? Sterling Shepard is being drafted at ECR 41, Golden Tate ECR 53, and Darius Slayton ECR 38. So if you had to rank them individually based on where they're being drafted according to expert consensus rankings, it is Slayton, and then Shepard, and then Tate.
1: That's actually how I would rate them, but I love Golden Tate. I'm a Lions fan, and he is a Hard player. Just, uh, if you at the start down and five, he's the one that's going to catch that ball, and he's going to get that first down. Hard to tackle. He'll get you some yards after the catch.
0: So you agree with how this ECR is spread out but for the Giants?
1: I would rather have Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton just is a big play. Seems like he's a big play waiting to happen. So I go Slayton, then Shepard, then Tate. So you're looking at the upside of Darius I'm looking at the upside of Even in
0: PPR.
1: Even in PPR. Because I want the home run. I want the big – I want the
0: 60-yard bomb for a touchdown. Before you give your point of view, Buck, I want to give another stat here because I think it's important. This is how even this group is. So Sterling Shepard, 83 targets over 10 games. Golden Tate, 85 targets over 11 games. Darius Slayton, 83 targets over 14 games. Yeah. Fuck, does does that well, – what's it going to look like well, in the,
2: 2020? Think, well, this is, I think this is the point that Ian and I had on the over underline with the Giants is that
0: the reason why you had
2: those games plays is because they were all hurt. One point or another, right? And I think you're going to yeah, see – Yeah, they never the, played
0: together. You're going to see the targets fluctuate when they're all on the same – So same who's going to be the wide receiver one for the New mm-hmm. York Giants? Who's going to lead the team in fantasy points? I think it's Tate. Actually, I really do. And I think it's Shepard. I think it's Tate. The reason so we all have
2: it so
1: but like, figuring, I think we need a bet.
2: I guess we bombed a good bet this that's a good what I'm but thinking. Let me let me explain why I say Tate. I Shepard is Shepherd is clearly the superior talent. I think. I believe that's what but I agree too. He's had several concussions, man. And it, that's where it gets scary. I mean he had three or four concussions, all right? And that's where I get a little nervous about drafting the guy in that range. I'd rather have Tate because I, I worry that the next knockout that guy faces, he might be done, you know, for
0: the year. Okay, so you're worried about the injury <clears throat> history for Shepard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going with the talent. I think talent prevails. I think Slayton got his moments when, like you said, Buck, the other guys were hurt. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I like the value of a Shepherd and, and a Tate <clears throat> over Slayton. I think they have more value from especially a PPR and a half PPR perspective. Yeah. Slayton's just – he might catch two passes and they both go for touchdowns, but he might actually get you nothing at the same time.
2: Yeah. It'll be, uh, it'll be good to see when they have all of those guys on the field with Ingram too. That'll be – I think that'll be really interesting to see. I think that offense
0: takes a real jump. All right. So rank these guys, Ian. Slayton, Jamison Crowder, Emmanuel Sanders. Slayton, Sanders, Crowder. Okay. Now, Buck, you said that Tate would be the best of the three, correct? That's the guy I'd rather have on the roster. So, rank Golden Tate, Preston Williams, Justin Jefferson. Damn, man. I'm going to go Tate one. I'll probably go Preston two,
2: actually. There. Okay.
0: Yeah. And since I said Shepard, I'm taking Shepard. It's a tough tier. I'm taking Shepard yeah. over – I'm not taking over Jamison Crowder because I think that I've seen Adam Gase with a Jamison Crowder type receiver and Jarvis Landry catch 15 yeah. balls a game. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Oh,
2: man. That's I mean, a tough I – don't, I don't know if you can compare him to, to Jarvis. I mean they're I, being drafted man. in the same
0: zone. I'm just saying, as a player, as yes. the player, like, yes. I
2: don't. Man, I wouldn't put Crowder in, in the Jarvis category. He's not that tall. No,
0: I'm not putting him you in know? the Jarvis category. I'm putting in the Jarvis slot and where he's going to get receptions, and comparing that to where Sterling Shepard's going to be. I
2: don't think you can. I don't think you can parallel Crowder's stats to what Jarvis's stats were because I don't. They're just. I don't. They're not the same guy. Jarvis is a tough fucking dude, man. I don't think Crowder is. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think you. I don't no, think no. That. Those two players don't. I don't no,
0: I don't think you get. I don't think you get the same stat. But if you look at the game log for that. Jamison Crowder last year, I mean, he was, was by far the number one target for yeah. Sam Darnold, <clears throat> and who they have Rashad Perriman now. Yeah, that's it. And None. James Crowder. He's gonna be, it's fair. Crowder's gonna be the number one guy. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, let's talk about the tight end position Evan Ingram, I feel like we're always looking for Evan Ingram to kind of bust through that That glass and hit the next level He's ECR 10, last season He was tight end 18, a lot of that reason Was due to injury history He's being drafted around Darren Waller, Hunter Henry And Hayden Hurst, Buck, your thoughts on Evan Ingram in comparison to those guys
2: um, Well Waller, I think it's clearly Superior to, to Ingram At this point, we'll assume that's Especially not a bias take well, yeah, you can assume or not, whatever. Um, uh, who else was it? Like,
0: Hunter Henry and Hayden Hurst.
2: I would, I mean, I Henry too. I'd put over him, actually, at this point. Okay.
0: Um, Both have similar injury history. Yeah,
2: yeah, but I, I think Henry has proven himself as a as a superior talent and a guy that you know when he's on the field, he he puts up a lot of a lot of stats. Ingram hasn't done that. Even with Jones, he wasn't he wasn't really targeted as much
0: as you would expect given the talent level. Um, Hayden Hurst, nah Let me throw I'm, a stat in there to see if this changes your mind at all Okay So Evan Ingram, over eight games last season, had 68 targets Which is a higher target rate than any of the receivers we just talked about Yeah No influence on you? Nope Doesn't matter? Nope, because
2: all those we're assuming, at least I'm assuming, because I'm an optimistic guy That
0: uh, the receivers are all going to be on the, on the field at the same time and okay. that's going to take away a ton of targets, I, I would hope. I so would there's say. that school of thought. The other school of thought is you said that you think Golden Tate will be the number one receiver on the team. Yeah. A Golden Tate plays in the same area of the field as Evan Ingram. Yeah. Could they potentially cancel each other out? You're saying Tate will be on the field and Ingram will not. I'm saying Tate gets the volume because Tate's a better player.
2: He's okay. a better receiver. Ian, your thoughts. <clears throat> uh, I mean,
1: Hayden Hurst went to Atlanta. So replacing Austin, replacing Hooper, Austin Hooper, Hooper, who was a top, so top top five tight end. He was, he was, wasn't he number one or something last year? He was amazing last year. He I was mean, number
0: one early in the season. He ended off, I think, five or six tight tight end five or six. Okay. But he was great.
1: So, I think the pass volume there at Atlanta with Hayden Hurst is going to be pretty solid. And tight end is a weird spot where I feel like you want one or two, or
0: you don't care. Fair enough. So you're gonna you're not gonna draft tight end in those middle rounds. No. I'm gonna get one or two or um flyer, right? Or we're gonna I'm gonna figure this it out. Is, yeah, this is looking playing. at round six to eight-ish. No, I'm not taking a you're not going tight end at round. Yeah, six.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with Ian on that too. Like I'm I'm stacking receivers in those rounds, yeah. I think. Yeah. You know, stacking. You know, so Buck yeah.
0: this came up on a on a different episode when we were talking about the AFC West. The Raiders signed Jason Witten, and maybe this is just a horrible question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> Does Jason Witten take away any red zone targets away from Waller? Since you're a Raiders fan, I'm going to ask you the yeah,
2: question. Yeah, I, I, I don't think
0: Waller even got
2: red zone targets all that much He didn't score
0: a TD in the last nine games yeah. of the season. Wow. And I didn't even think about that, but wow. Yeah,
2: and again, you've got to think contextually with the Raiders, with Waller, they didn't have any receivers those last nine games. Literally, they had to the sign guys off the street. Zay Jones had a trade for just to put a guy on the fucking field, right? Mm -hmm. And when you have that dynamic, Waller was the only guy that can catch the ball. You're a tight end. You're not going to get open if everyone's focused on you, okay? So I don't think that's necessarily a fair comp to say that. But injuries happen. Depth is an issue all the time, right? So Waller, I think, will get... The red zone targets that he didn't get last year because he's just gonna have more talent around him to take attention off of him. Regardless of Witten. Witten is irrelevant. Witten's a coach, I think, is is why they signed
0: the guy. He's okay. a coach. Okay. Waller needs a coach, and he's got one. He's got a great one. Fair enough. We're gonna take a break for a second. We're going to again thank our sponsors, White Claw, with 10 delicious flavors. Before reaching for your draft pick, <clears throat> reach for the claw. Yeah, I'm enjoying my mango right now. I thought a watermelon is delicious. (laughs) The mango is pretty good. It's nice, right? (laughs) All right, guys. Moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to look at their win total here. It is at 9.5 wins. Buck, let's start with you. Over or under 9.5 wins for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, this
2: one I struggle with the most, especially compared to Dallas, because I know they're in the same same number or, or a little close, depending on what line you look at. Dallas is also at nine and a half. Yeah. We'll get to that later. so we're yeah. looking at the same line. Um, I'm going under on the Eagles, but just barely, man. I, it, it was a tough one. Like eight and eight? Like <laughs> nine and seven. Nine and seven. I'm going nine and seven. But, man, this one's tough. I would not want to bet this at all. I feel like they have the talent to go over, or they should probably go over, but the schedule is fucking tough, man. I. I I know we just talked about schedule, not, not No, I mean, like, they're all playing right. the same. They're most the part. No, they're not. Same. They're not all playing. They get. They get New Orleans. They get. They get the
0: first place schedule in their yeah. division. That's oh, right. And I okay.
2: and I'm pre- I'm feeling pretty good about New Orleans being a good tough team. Oh, you think? Because they <laughs> they're aren't. getting the Niners,
0: <laughs> right? I mean,
2: I. It was tough, but I'm going under nine and seven. But man, that's a good team. Ian, what right. about you?
1: I was giving them eight and eight, and like i said i've already covered it it's like i said i feel like you're gonna run into the NFC west which is tough and then you're also probably gonna beat yourself up with your own division again the
0: packers too i forgot about that one so i I have them at eight eight and eight as well eight and eight as well for the same reasons yeah we agree again unfortunately (laughs) or maybe great minds think alike all right, uh, let's talk about the talent then. Carson Wentz, ECR 11. He was quarterback 10 last year. He threw for 4,000 yards and 27 TDs. Ian, are you interested in a guy like Carson Wentz over Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan? No. You like all the other guys more than like you like Carson Wentz? every single Carson one of those guys, guys better. What about you, Buck?
2: I like him better than Brady. I feel like he's
0: getting faded a little too hard. That Wentz is getting faded a little too yeah. hard? Yeah, yeah, I do. I don't like his weapons. And we're going to get the, into that in a okay. second. I'll get there but he so I have him over Breeze and I have him over Brady. I don't have him over Ryan. I have him over Breeze because I mentioned this on a on a previous podcast. I don't like my fantasy quarterback being taken off the field in the red zone in that Taysom Hill situation in New Orleans. I love Taysom Hill. That guy's fun to watch. Not if you have Drew Brees starting for your fantasy team. But as
1: a football player, the guy is fun to watch. So, Just flat out fun to watch.
0: Sometimes knowing what you like in fantasy football is knowing what you don't like. And I don't like my players getting taken off the field. <laughs> All right. So let's go into his weapons. Let's talk about Miles Sanders, running back ECR 11. He was running back 15 last year. He also had 50 receptions, which is important for half PPR and PPR leagues. He's being drafted right around Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones, Kenyon Drake. You can get him late first, somewhere in the second. That's kind of where he's going. Ian, let's start with you on Miles Sanders. I had Miles Sanders last year, and I took him in the third round. He did nothing for
1: the first almost half a year. And then he turned it on, and he turned it up to 11. He was everywhere, catching balls, rushing touchdowns. I'm I'm all in on Miles
0: Sanders if he's available to me in the second round. Are you in on Miles Sanders over Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones, and Kenyon Drake? Yes. Buck, what about you, Miles oh, you, Sanders? You
2: took Miles Sanders in the third round last year?
0: Yes. Wow. Aggressive.
2: That's why he wins. Um, I don't like him over any of those guys. I don't. I think Jacobs is... Proven himself to be a superior player.
0: Um, so who's going to take think... touches away from Miles Sanders? Why, why do you not like him over guys like Drake, who's never been proven to be a full-time back, Aaron Jones, where A.J. Dillon was just drafted, and Josh Jacobs, who gets taken off the field for Jalen Rashard? Well,
2: one, I don't think Jacobs does get taken off for Rashard.
0: Um, I think...
2: Drake proved himself in the offense that he pause, was you know, pause
0: yeah, yeah, sure, pause sure Jacobs doesn't get pulled off mm-hmm. the field for Richard. Jacobs had r- less than 30 catches last year
2: you got to again you got to remember that they didn't throw the ball that much last year they handed him the ball <laughs> Rashard got his stats after Jacobs got hurt all
0: right so if you look at those So games, you're buying Jacobs getting more touches from yes. a reception perspective Yes absolutely okay Richard got a lot of his stats after
2: Jacobs got injured, okay? And he also got a lot of his stats when Jacobs was injured and still kept playing with a busted shoulder. Imagine catching a ball when you have a busted shoulder, right? So I don't think that's, that's, I don't think that's, a, good, that's a good comp. Um, Drake proved himself in that Arizona offense, which is very different than the offenses that he was in before, right, in Miami. Um, and I think Jones proved himself completely last year, that he deserves a rock way more than he got
0: earlier, and he delivered. So I'm going to go with those other guys first. I like Miles Sanders. I like him a lot. I think he's going to be the full-time back in Philadelphia. I think the guy behind him, Boston Scott, is just a guy. I don't see him as a threat to take away carries or receptions. I like Miles Sanders better than the three guys that I mentioned. I'm very high on him, and I think that – he has the potential to be the R- overall RB one. Really? Do you see overall RB one potential?
2: Really? Yes.
1: Do you? I'm actually not,
0: winning potential. I'm not gonna argue with you that. Here's what I don't like. I don't like the fact that today they just mentioned him being week to week with some yeah. unknown lower body. I injury. did catch that in
1: the news, so it's yeah. a little breaking news on that. Don't
2: you see them signing a guy though
0: late? Look, if they sign Devontae Freeman off the street, if they sign a guy like Devontae Freeman off the street, then I have to revisit my thought process. But they have not signed anybody. And we're getting very close to the season. That's a statement, right?
1: But we're playing with what we we know
0: right now. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, so then Boston Scott, I want to talk about him real quick. Maybe it's just a super fast conversation. ECR 49, he's being drafted around Chase Edmonds, who's the handcuff for Kenyon Drake. He's being drafted around On Johnson. We don't know if he's going to be the starter. DeAndre Swift is going to be the starter. And Tony Pollard, who's who's the handcuff to Ezekiel Elliott. Any handcuff potential here, Ian, for Boston Scott? Or are you just going all in on Miles?
1: I'm in on miles, and all of these handcuffs are all just a roll of the dice. Who knows what's going to
0: happen? So. so if Chase Edmonds is snake eyes and Boston Scott is a pair of sixes, are you betting on snake eyes or betting on a pair of sixes?
1: I might go with Chase Edmonds just because... I love Chase Edmonds this year. Yeah. I've not just seen because, Drake, just, just because, because I don't know
0: if Drake's gonna handle a that's, whole right. Role, that's uh, right. All day, all day, all year. But you targeting insane. Boston Scott in the drafts to steal a, a? I am not. You're not. You're moving on. He's just a guy. I'm moving on. Okay, and so are we. <clears throat> moving on to the wide receiver position for the Eagles, we mentioned lack of talent on this team for Carson Wentz. And here's probably the reason why. You have a Deshaun Jackson, ECR 59, a lot of injury history. Who knows if he still has the the Jets that he had in the past. They drafted Jalen Rager, who's more of a possession receiver. is being drafted around ECR 49. And you have Alshon Jeffrey, who's already on the pup, drafted at ECR 62. All right, same type of question that we asked about the Giants. Eagles number one receiver. I guess on paper you're gonna to have to say Jalen Rager, but any differing opinion there and where would you draft their number one receiver? Buck, let's start with you. I actually like the pick, Rager. I think it's
2: perfect it's a perfect fit for what they needed in that offense. But I also think that they're tight end heavy and they have two really good ones. They And you're gonna see you're gonna see those you're gonna see them mix it up, I think, with the with the passing offense and you could even, like a guy like Goddard, you can actually split out, I think, and he'd be okay. So I, 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 think, I think the passing offense is going to be better than most people think because of that
0: dynamic. So is Jalen Rager being drafted around to other rookie receivers? Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs. He's yeah. being drafted around Justin Jefferson. Any of those names stand out to you? Well, Rager's path to. Start. The
1: situation looks. Situation well,
0: looks. Justin good. Jeffersons looks good too. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I'm not
1: wrong. You're not wrong on that. But we're also talking about two guys that are getting drafted.
0: And what are they? The tenth, tenth, eleventh round? round. Yeah. We hope they get in our league. Yeah. You can keep a player <laughs> For, at eleven. Yeah, we right. want him yeah. at eleven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which means they won't. By
2: the way. They exactly. Won't be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. But yeah. So I mean,
1: his path to... To starting as a rookie is great.
0: All right. Rager, Jefferson, Ruggs. Rank em. I'm going Rager, Jefferson, Ruggs. Just that rank. Rank, rank him, he is. is. Oh, I'm so boring because I'm going to do the exact same thing. But... I'm going Jefferson, Rager, Ruggs. Yeah. And I... I'm hearing Edwards might be outplaying Ruggs early in camp.
2: Of course he is. Yeah. He's a legitimate receiver. Ruggs is the speed guy, right? So, like Darius Hayward Bay part two? I, I, hope, I hope not. I hope not. But again, yeah. it could be that one James of those. James Jess. What's James Jess? James
0: right? Jess. James Exactly. All the Raiders had to do was draft
2: chair duty in that yeah. day. He was even worse than Darius Hayward Bay, but it, at least it was a draft Just the head go, go to Brad the Brad
1: like, Olympic Spring Trials <laughs> right. and find your Raiders but wide like,
2: receiver. But it's not like it's bad to be fast.
1: No, it's right? not. <laughs>
2: it's, like, it's not a weakness. No,
0: it's not. John Gruden certainly doesn't think so. All right. (laughs) The tight end position where the talent exists from a receiving perspective for the Eagles, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Zach Ertz is tight end four, Dallas Goddard is tight end 17, according to ECR. Ironically enough, Ertz was the tight end for last year, and Goddard was the tight, tight end 10. So you have one team holding two top 10 tight ends. Oh yeah, I was an Ertz owner last year, so and I, I gotta I say...
2: Going to la- I was just gonna write. No, you were, you, yeah,
0: you were obviously <laughs> right. They have great tight ends. Yeah. It was extremely frustrating being an Ertz owner. Because they both
1: look the same, because one's 86 and one's 88. And it was always, and you, and you, it always Goddard
0: making the catch, and it's not nah. your boy Ertz. So, remember what I mentioned about Drew Brees, how I don't like my fantasy players being taken off the field. Field and not being the guy that's in the end zone or the red zone. I, even though he puts the numbers up, I don't want that situation on my team. Ian, do you feel differently? I'm not touching Ertz. I'd, if I'm going to have one of these guys, it's going to be Goddard. Because I'm not going to... You almost, I hate to say this, you want one of the two to get injured? and only... No, I don't want him to get injured. Well, I mean, you're
2: the owner of the other one. But yeah, I mean, but... I, mean, I
1: don't want anyone to get injured, but I don't want to take... Ertz where he's going when I could yeah, get Goddard for sure. where he's going. For sure. Ertz or Andrews? I'm going Andrews.
2: Fuck your thoughts on this. Yeah, I'd I, I go Andrews. I don't think it's even close. I don't... I think Ertz yeah, is... I think, Ertz even, was, even
0: though Andrews was on the field for 41% of their snaps. But yeah. he seems to catch a touchdown on 10% of his steps. Yeah. I, <laughs> but you're banking on that same efficiency to exist season over
1: season. Yeah. Um... I think I've already been established that I want
0: two tight ends, or don't bother me. Okay. <laughs> Buck, any other comments on the tight end position? I think I this price is
2: way too high. I think because of God. right? Um, even though I think they're going to be on the field at the same time a lot more than they, they might be able last to sustain year. two tight ends. Yeah, a la I, think, and Hernandez. I think they're going to. They might. They might meet in the middle even more than they did last year. Um, Ertz at four is tough, man. I, 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 I'm not I don't taking, want him there, man. So if him. I get
0: Goddard at 17, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm with you on that. Here's what's super impressive about Ertz. Even though it feels right. like Goddard was taking so much of his market share away, he still had 135 targets and 88 receptions. How many did Goddard have? Did you have that? Goddard had 87 targets and 50 receptions. Yeah, I think we got a... But five TDs where Ertz had six TDs. So that's where... I think you got to keep in but mind. One, can we just combine those stats into one player and make them equivalent to Kelsey well, you, and Kittle? That'd no, be because they don't have any wide receivers. Well, you, yeah, you
2: can't. You got to remember that, too. That they, they, were, they had a lot of injuries as well, right? Jackson and uh, Jeffrey were hurt a lot last year as well, right? And so, they're the same two players that are Who else are you going to throw? Who else are going to throw it to? JJ so, Ortega Whiteside. No, you're going to throw it to Ray, right? So
0: maybe I think, yeah. I think you're gonna see those three guys on the field a lot and they're both gonna be run around. Okay. Right. On to the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, same line as the Philadelphia Eagles over under nine and a half wins. Ian, over under nine and a half wins for the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Over. I'm liking the Cowboys this year.
0: Okay. Where do you have them
1: slated? Win loss. I gave him ten. Okay. But I think it's a good ten. All right. Feeling that confident about the
0: over. Buck, what about you?
2: Uh, I'm going over as well. But it's more about the schedule. I think the Eagles are a better team, but they get a little softer on the schedule. Um, their defense isn't as good as people think, though. They just lost That's Gerald McCoy, risk. too. That's a I risk. Did, yeah,
1: I didn't actually
0: consider that And I think
2: all. like Dallas always seems to be one of those teams where they have a ton of talent, and yet they always win nine games. I don't. I don't get it. You know. I don't. Do I see them taking another step with Mike McCarthy and getting to twelve wins? No, I don't. Mike so no, McCarthy no is a creative
0: bet. offensive play caller. No, he's not. Thank you.
2: <laughs> no, he's I was not. being
0: sarcastic.
2: He calls the play, and then Aaron Rodgers changes it and does his freelance. <laughs> show, right. He, I mean, is Dak Prescott
0: gonna be able to do that? No. The good so. news about Dallas's weak defense and the loss right. of Gerald McCoy is that more points need to be scored. So let's talk about the. The quarterback position, Dak Prescott, is ECR 3 for quarterbacks. He was the quarterback 2 last year. He threw for 4,900 yards, 30 T's, and three rushing TDs. He's being drafted over Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, and Kyler Murray. We're right behind Dak Prescott. Ian, are you buying Dak Prescott at quarterback (sighs) 3? Okay, I'm buying him, but quarterback 3 is steep. Who are you going to draft over him of those names that I mentioned? I like Russell Wilson.
1: Kyler Murray's a little too risky to... I'd go Dak over... And Deshaun guy. Watson? Deshaun Watson's tough because he just lost Nuke. Um,
2: big loss. Big loss. Big, big loss. loss.
0: So it sounds like you have Prescott at I'd probably go
2: him four. four. I'd go um, him four. What about you, Buck? I'd fade him probably a little bit more than that, actually. I... I think if Dallas wants to actually win games, and I think McCarthy will probably get this, they need to run the ball more. (laughs) And I think they will. I think that's going to be the shift in the offense. Despite all the weapons that they have at receiver, I think they're going to focus more on the running game. And I think Dak's stats go down. I think... Three is way too high of a price. Let's talk
0: about where you consider <clears throat> drafting him. I'm By the way, I have Dak Prescott as a quarterback three just because of what we talked about with Watson losing the number one weapon. Russell Wilson never blows it out of the park. And Kyler Murray, I'm just not buying the whole he's going to no. be the next Lamar Jackson, which is where he's being priced right yeah, now. No. So Dak Prescott in fantasy mock drafts are be, is being drafted right around, this is where you have to make a decision, guys like... T.Y. Hilton and Devontae Parker at the receiver position, or what I'll classify as the trap backs, which are <laughs> the the girlies and the James Connors and the Le'Veon Bells of the world, right, in kind of the fourth-ish round. Do you start to consider having a higher-tier quarterback when you get to that zone of the draft, But No, I'm taking all those guys over to over
2: All okay. day. I don't... Yeah. I don't think, one, we, we don't seem to draft quarterbacks that early um, ever. And two, no, we don't. In any other league, I, I think you wouldn't mind having any of those quarterbacks. And so I don't, I don't think you need to worry about it at that round level unless you have a total rush on QBs and maybe get pushed into something. But man, I, no way.
0: No way I'm taking them that early. Ian, is Dak in consideration in that zone? No. Nope.
1: Okay. Nope, nope. As far as I'm concerned, there's two <clears throat> quarterbacks, and then there's a whole bunch of players, Yeah, and then there's a whole bunch of quarterbacks.
2: Yeah, right.
1: And so, <clears throat> I, yeah. I'm not... I don't get it. But <clears throat> I I do like him, but... you ain't taking him Where the you third described round. it, I'm not taking
2: him. You ain't taking him in the third round, mm-hmm.
1: right? No way. No, he'd be more of a
0: fourth... Late fourth round you went, you have, I'm not you, touching you, it. You wouldn't take him there either. I'm, I'm not taking him right? in the fourth
2: I mean, round, no. What would geez. you – what do you think, Scott? I mean
0: – i, I I'm that? in the same I camp, know. but I, I don't know that nec- that's necessarily the smartest move because you take a guy like Le'Veon Bell in that round and you stick him into the roster and he gets you eight to nine fantasy points a week because he's in a in situation where – Adam Gase is going to put Frank Gore in the freaking game. Yeah, are you better off having an elite quarterback that you never have to worry about anymore?
2: Yeah, I think maybe that's the, the argument, probably, and it's a fair argument. Probably the better question to ask is: Is what are the settings? Like I mentioned
0: what? Ty Hilton. Is that a lock for anything? No, I I, no. I, th- I
2: would love to have Ty Hilton over over him.
0: I, I think I would consider
2: Dak over. I would consider Dak over Ty. I, would Dak right. over T.Y. I think the question but, is: Is like what are the settings in your league? Right? I mean, how are you scoring these things? Because in our league, at least, the quarterback is not worth nearly this, this level, which is something we have to. Unless worry about. you get one of those guys that blows up. you get up the two or you a don't. Super extreme, you get the two or you don't. Statistical fucking, you know, you know, yep. I, I don't know. To me, in our league, at least, it's not even close. In other leagues where settings are different, you you would definitely want to have Dak in that in that range.
0: Onto a player that there is no question about because of his eliteness within fantasy football, Ezekiel Elliott, who, by the way, has already had COVID. Not sure what that means. It could mean something, could not. 2019, he was the running back three with 14 touchdowns and 1,700 total yards. He's being drafted right after Saquon Barkley at the number three hole in the draft. He's being drafted over Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. And CEH, Clyde Edwards Slayer, is working his way up into that range. Is there... I have Elliot at two overall. Is there any change in perspective of him being at least the third per, third pick in drafts, Ian? I just have him
1: at three. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry I'm completely just boring. just walked right in I'm right sorry I'm completely boring. I'm either... Like I said, it, it's either Saquon or... Okay, let me Elliot? ask you this. Let me ask you this. Because I agree...
2: Saquon or but
1: Oh, no. I'm taking... The top two? or No, no. I'm... McCaffrey or Ellie or uh, Saquon at one.
2: Yeah.
1: And then I have
2: I'm Elliot really at
1: three. Okay. I'm, I'm like almost coin flipping because I really like Saquon.
0: Let yeah. me ask you this question, Ian. How big is the drop off between three and four in the drafts? Big. So you'd rather punt to later in the draft if you had your draft selection choice? If I
1: have I want one, two, three. Or,
0: dude, I don't know. You answered the question. You see a steep drop off between the talent at three versus what you get in value at four, four or five. Yeah, yeah, got yeah. it. Yeah, what, what, what about you? Hunter three.
2: I would put Thomas close as far as tears go. Maybe that. Maybe that could be okay. Maybe that would be matchup at a four. After that. Big
0: so top. if you if you got the fourth pick... You're going Michael Thomas. No, that's not what I was going to ask. Well, maybe we, we can ask that question too. Um, if you're the fourth pick, are you wildly disappointed that you didn't get three because you missed out on Elliott? I'm not. Okay. But I'm
2: weird. I usually like the horn, actually. If he, if he, the horn I, being... The drafts that, I, that I've that i done with you guys, I'm, one, usually, I'm usually at the one back. One or ten. I'm usually at the back. And I yeah. am too, actually. I, this is like, we're probably both...
1: Kind yeah, of, probably the I don't, biggest wild cards in the yeah. For that. I'd
2: rather have like full controls being at the horn, right? About what players you prefer and getting two of them, yeah, <laughs> or the one where you get you know the clear top top dog, right? I would actually like to go back to the other point. I think I put McCaffrey at three. I worry about him a little bit with the usage. I really do. I no, I'd really. Actually fly. So you're gonna put you're going I put, put Barkley one. Elliott to then McCaffrey. McCaffrey at three. Because he's, he's not that big of a dude. He's really not. I mean, I, 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 I actually... He's really not, and he's got I'm a getting, lot of usage. If You're starting to convince me. If, him in that, if I'm in that one or two spot, I'm, I don't think I'm taking McCaffrey. I worry. I really do. Especially the new regime and everything. I don't know. And I, I, I think I'd rather have the other two guys.
0: Catches a lot of balls, gets a lot of rushes. But I don't. on a team that could be questionably bad... New coach, new quarterback, new everything. I feel like yeah. if I'm getting that top two, I'm taking the other guys. You know? How much are you prioritizing getting Tony Pollard if you have Ezekiel Elliott as a handcuff? I'm not prioritizing
2: that at all. You know, I think the way the drafts seem to go lately is that you're, you're, you're stacking so many RBs anyway. The handcuff concept just doesn't really apply anymore unless you're talking about a couple of really strong players that are proving themselves as backups. You know, that's What do you think, Ian?
1: I'm actually gonna agree with you, and I almost kind of want to get other people's backups. Like I'm, yeah, I I want to too. Yeah, like I've done this before. Hi, Alan. You can push (laughs) in. I took Larry Johnson. Yeah, you you want to go go for the
0: upside of getting two Uh, elite players rather than protecting your money? Yes. Yes. By By the way, the like like, all all stack enough.
1: (laughs) I'll stack enough guys that I can put yeah. a starting rush
2: together if I lose my guy. The ultimate but, handcuff, by the way, Larry Johnson's got to be all-time. Right? Oh, I I mean, it's got to it. be right. I has got to be the ultimate handcuff pick of all-time.
0: I nailed like, that one. Please. All right, receiver position, Amari Cooper, ECR 16, 2019. He was the wide receiver, 10 to 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns, 80 receptions. He's being drafted around Juju. D.J. Moore and A.J. Brown. Ian, let's start with you on Amari Cooper ECR 16.
1: I don't want any of Amari Cooper. I Why think not? he's talented. I just think there's, number one, lots of mouths to feed, and he's the highest.
0: He's a boom-bust guy.
1: He's the highest drafted, so you got to pay the most. you gotta, you got to take an early-round draft pick on that guy. And he's not that much better than Gallup. And there's a big gap on that. And they just brought in C.D. Lamb. So I see. I mean, he's going to be a good wide receiver. I think he's going to be great.
0: But just... I don't want Amari Cooper. So you want Juju, DJ Moore, and A.J. Brown all over Amari Cooper? Yeah. What about you, Buck? The $100 million man who did just get paid... I don't think that not that matters nearly as much as what other guys think. Okay. Um, I but I
2: sadly I tend to agree with Ian on like, the options that you're talking about around the range that he's in. Um, I don't agree that he's close to Gallup talent wise. I think Gallup looks good because Amari's on the field and is getting that number one coverage. But, but
1: that counts because Gallup still makes those catches. I agree. And Gallup still gets those yards. And Fair Gallup enough. still gets, goes, gets those touchdowns.
2: I agree. So Fair enough. Fair enough. But I think, again, you know, I'm assuming that the new regime is going to pr- put in more of a running attack and less of a passing attack. And I don't think you're going to have the mouths to feed. They're all going to get fed, but the numbers are going to be lower. So you think they're not
1: going to go with a passing attack when they just brought in CeeDee Lamb?
2: I do because I think the coach realizes who the best player on the field is and that's that's Ezekiel Elliott and he's not in charge of the draft. I was listening Jerry's to, son is in charge of the draft.
0: I was listening I, to the fantasy footballers episode and they did this game of who was the receiver? Is it Marvin Jones or is it Amari Cooper? And they had all these stats around yards and touchdowns. Yeah. and it was crazy how close Marvin Jones was to Amari Cooper. I like Amari Cooper. I like to be tied to this offense. I think they're going to score a lot of points. I just don't want that guy. I like him over DJ Moore. I like him over AJ Brown. Nope. And I'm torn between him and Juju Smith-Schuster. On to Michael Gallup. Wide receiver, ECR 28. He was wide receiver 23 last year. 1,100 yards, six TDs. Sixty-six receptions. Look, CD Lamb is going to eat into somebody's volume. Maybe it's both of them. I don't know. CD Lamb is taking over the Randall Cobb position. A much you would think a much greater talent being drafted in the first round. Are you? I mean, Ian, let's talk. Let's talk to you first about Gallup. Sure. Uh, what are your thoughts? I love Gallup. He's being drafted around Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, Jarvis Landry, and Stephon Diggs.
1: All right, Stephon Diggs is on a whole new team, whole new quarterback, so that's rough. Hard to judge that. AJ Green, I don't want to roll the dice on AJ Green. He just scares me. Who else was on my list? Tyler life? Boyd and Jarvis
0: Landry. <laughs>
2: yeah, Tyler Boyd is also, I mean, well, <laughs> on the same team, too. <laughs> yeah, he's on the same team. A bad team with a, it's a, bad team with a yeah. new quarterback. Yeah. Well,
1: by the way, they might be awesome. Yeah. Like, I'm not even going to. That could not, be one of your. Like, they're dull, down and they're that, throwing a That lot might be one of so, those yeah. like Joe Burrow V chucking it.
2: Yeah.
1: And I, I'm not opposed to that. But Gallup just seems to just put up points. Like I've had him for a couple of years, I think. And he he's, he slides into some
0: numbers. And I like him. Buck, any of those names jump out to you? Gallup versus the Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry, Stephon Diggs area of the draft? I actually like Diggs quite a bit. I would take a flyer on him in that range.
2: I think it just like shows you where you're talking about where these ECR rankings are and the type of talents that you have there. I think, I think it just goes to show you how deep
0: the receiver position
2: is. Really well, yeah, is, you know? just, the receiver I mean, position is I, deep because I love Diggs as a talent. I like all those guys, yeah. actually. you know, I mean, it's just it's unbelievable.
0: All so. right, speaking of deep, let's go to C.D. Lamb, who's ECR 48. Again, he takes over the Randall Cobb position. Randall Cobb was wide receiver 42 last year. 828 yards, three TDs. You could probably expect CeeDee Lamb to catch more TDs with his body type versus a Randall Cobb, who's more of your smaller slot receiver. CeeDee Lamb is being drafted around Jerry Judy, Preston Williams, Golden Tate, who we talked about earlier. Ian, your thoughts on CeeDee Lamb. Does he come out as a rookie and make a big impact? All the way. All the way. All the way. Um, So, based on what you're saying, let me summarize your receiver analysis. You're basically saying, Amari Cooper's volume goes down, Michael Gallup stays the same, and CeeDee Lamb takes away from Amari Cooper. Yeah. Well, I'm basically... You're you're seeing an evening out of these guys. I might be
1: completely crazy. Well, we already
0: know that you are.
1: I am. Actually, this is actually a valid point. Mostly
0: a good way. It's actually
1: a valid point. But (laughs) I... I don't want to bet on this, but I have visions of the 1998 Minnesota Vikings that had Chris Ooh. Carter and Andre Reid. And then they bring That's in blast. this guy named Randy Moss. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, they've got three wide receivers that are almost uncoverable. And is Ezekiel Elliott Robert Smith? Better. Okay. So, you got to respect the run. Just going the opposite take. Mm -hmm. You've got to respect the run on Ezekiel Elliott Which, by the way, I don't think Ezekiel Like, a rising tide lifts all ships So, I think that CeeDee Lamb might come out firing Now, am I going to take him super early? No He's still a rookie wide receiver Coming in with competition for catches Are you taking him over Jalen Rager? You just said the one name that is my little flippy floppy. All right. But, but Buck,
0: it's right there. Fuck, where are you flippy flopping? Uh, I'm not at all. I'm taking Rager over overland You're not bullish on on. – you're not you seeing, seeing the comparison to Randy Moss? I'm not. Well, um, it's a bold I, comparison. I like it. You need some more boldness in your am life, life after the Patrick Mahomes call. And He's I, still <laughs> worth taking, really.
2: Am I seeing a comp to, like – an outlier passing offense back in those days? No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't see it. And again, I'm, you know, my take is I'm going the opposite way. I think they're going to focus more on, on Elliott as part of the offense. And there's going to be less. So there's going to be room to throw to all three to of these balls. wicked weapons on
0: the outside. All right. Mm-hmm. So, Buck, you taking him over Jerry, Judy, Preston Williams, Golden Tate? Or are you taking all three of those guys over him?
2: i take it.
0: Damn. I take him over Preston Williams. It again shows you how deep the receiver position is. Yeah, right? I, I, would, I would take I him love over
1: some wide receivers late. I
0: that's
2: would take just... him over Preston Williams, assuming that it's low enough to where this becomes relevant, and hopefully, you're somewhere near the keeper level in our league. Maybe not all the way there. We're flirting but like, with it, yeah. That there? is, a, that is a, I, C. I, CD
1: I, Lamb. I feel like is flirting with keeper league, and it. yeah,
0: the other guys, I'm I'm taking over him.
1: Because In our weird scoring,
0: but, by the way. I don't know the answer to this. I don't know if you guys do. Is Michael Gallup on a contract year? Oh, I don't know. If he's on no, a contract, he's not yet. Okay, no, he's I not. He, I don't think... No. Where I was this going with this, year, request, right? if he's on a contract year, C.D. Lamb steps into the wide receiver role alongside Amari Cooper, and they're both starting, then you definitely want to keep C.D. Lamb. No, that's, C. that's C. a good Lam. question. I,
2: if he's on his third... Gallup's third Yeah, it's, it's only like third years, year, right? So yeah. I think they get four-year year four deals where he got
0: drafted, right? So, I, no, I don't I don't think that's fine. All right, we're running out of time here. We've got to keep it moving. Blake the Snake, the tight end ECR 16 give you a little bit of perspective, Jason Witten was a tight end 11 last year, 500 yards, four TDs, very pedestrian. Um, Blake Jarwin is being talked about in the fantasy community as a tight end sleeper. He's being drafted around other tight end sleepers like Jonu Smith, Austin Hooper, and Noah Fant. Hooper's probably not a sleeper on that list, but maybe Fant and O. Smith are. Uh, Buck Blake, the snake, jumping out to you in any any way at all? Again, I'm staying away because of my comments on what I think the Dallas offense is going to be like. Not everyone can
2: get I, fed. I'd rather have I'd rather have the guy on, I'd rather have the guy on the Cardinals. That's a sleeper in that range.
0: And who might that be? I
2: don't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, but but pick the guy on the Cardinals, Ian. Yeah. How about you? <clears throat> No, I'm
1: not chasing him. Uh,
0: Is it Ricky (laughs) Seals-Jones? No. Oh, Oh, man.
2: man. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not not him. No. It's not him.
1: (laughs) But no, just just, like I said, in our league, there's two tight ends and then there's like all the rest. And I don't want to put Blake Jarwin. Like, I'm probably not going to take Blake Jarwin with everybody yeah. else is right. a so bit. we
0: probably could have done without that session of the podcast talk about Blake Jarwin we'll move <laughs> on from Blake yeah. alright how does this division round out who does damage and how far into the playoffs do they go Ian round it out for us
1: I think Dallas is the only one that makes the playoffs and they could be scary but you know I don't really see him winning a first round like, so they're either going to lose in the wild card
0: matchup or yeah. lose. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they'll
1: make the playoffs because they won their division. But honestly, NFC West is going to have a wild card that's going to be Seattle or San
0: Francisco. Got it. So no noise out of this division for no. Ian. What about you, Buck? How does the division play out? I think Dallas and the Eagles make the playoffs. Actually,
2: around. And I think either one could win around. That's about it. Divisional at best. Yeah. Yeah. I. I think Seattle might take a step back.
0: I do not think I, so at all. I, I think Seattle's going to stop this year. Uh, so I have the Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Redskins in that order. I've got to stop saying Redskins. It's just built in me. Um, I have the Cowboys losing in the divisional round. I have the Saints and the Seahawks going to the conference championships with the Seahawks going to the Super Bowl. I also believe that they're going to do quite well. Ian, I hope I don't draft right next to you because we have a lot of things in common. Yeah. All right. So. Um, are you no Niners? Are you saying? Are you? Like I, I think the Niners just... right now are a complete and utter disaster. Really? I would yes. not think so at all. Wow. I think they will be just fine. Super Bowl slump.
2: Nonsense. Wow.
1: Nonsense.
0: Parting comments for the podcast, Buck uh it's a
2: lot more fun in person i've got to say it is it. Man, it's sure. great to see you guys <laughs> this is
0: fantastic we are less than two weeks away from our draft we're less than two weeks away two weeks away from most people's draft um it is a lot more fun being in person and draft day is going to be a really good time so with that thanks everybody we are on to our last couple divisional breakdown series we're going to get into the afc east next thank you everybody